you having a hard time with the motivation to finish the homeschool year strong? Or are you looking at all that needs to be accomplished before you call it a year and wondering how you'll ever make it? If so, then you are definitely in the right spot today. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Every week, we bring you insightful and encouraging information to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm so glad you're here. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Sharon Fisher, who's a veteran educator, she's a curriculum writer, homeschool mentor, and has now started a new role of helping her homes or helping to homeschool her granddaughter. She's actually experiencing firsthand the effects of coming to the end of the year and wondering how you're going to get it all in and how that can impact a homeschool family. She has some great encouragement for you to stay focused and keep on keeping on. You are going to love this practical and encouraging homeschool-focused episode. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible in large part through the help of our partners. So when I mention them on the show, I hope you'll check out what they have to offer and let them know you're grateful for their support. The organizations that we work with are like-minded and passionate in their mission to better equip families to serve the Lord well. Voice of the Martyrs is one such group, and their resources are an incredible complement to your family worship time. Go to vom.org slash ttd to sign up today, and you'll receive a free updated copy of Fox Book of Martyrs, plus you'll start getting a magazine each month to help you and your family pray strategically for our brothers and sisters all around the world. Again, go to vom.org forward slash TTD to sign up for those free resources today. I really do hope you'll take advantage of those. They are incredibly valuable discipleship tools and they help us keep our eyes on Jesus even as we pray for our brothers and sisters all around the world. Our family has definitely enjoyed receiving the monthly magazine and I know your family will as well. Now, Won't you join me in welcoming Sharon Fisher to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I am really, really excited to be chatting today with my friend Sharon Fisher. Sharon is currently a curriculum specialist for Homeworks by Precept, but she has also been a longtime classroom teacher. She is a curriculum author, and she works with with homeschool consultants all around the country and Canada. And so she really truly has her her finger on the pulse of what's going on in the homeschool community, but she also has the expertise of a teacher. And so she's able to bring just a lot of that to the table as well. So she encourages, she challenges, she teaches all of us. And I am just so glad to have you here, Sharon. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Thank you so much, Leslie. I'm so excited, excited to talk with you today. I am too. I think that, you know, we're we're in March here and days get long, spring fever hits hard and and a lot of times we look back and kind of see all the things that we wish we had done or we wonder how we're going to get done and all of that. So I think this is the perfect time to chat about a little bit of homeschool encouragement and cheer people on to the finish line. Excellent. I'm excited to do so. Me too. Well, we were talking beforehand and you noted that um that you are kind of in a little bit of this same situation. You're you're doing something new this year. Can you tell us about that? 
Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, my granddaughter, who is nine years old, uh, has been homeschooled the last couple of years. And this year, uh, I asked my son and his wife if they would allow me to participate in her homeschooling. And so they have given me the reins to uh, oversee and plan for the year and also to teach the lessons. And then when I'm not able to, um, they step right in. And um, my daughter-in-law likes to teach Bible. That's her favorite. And so hmm. uh, I taught third grade for a lot of years. And so I really wanted this opportunity to kind of share that with her. And uh, I will tell you, it has been not only a blessing to have that special time with her, but even with what I do every day, um, to feel firsthand what other moms are feeling. And um, I, I knew a lot of these things because of, you know, the work that I do and spending the last 10 years or so working with homeschooling families, but to actually be in the same situation and have some of those same fears or same joys has been extremely helpful uh, for me to be able to really sit down with another mom and uh, kind of commiserate or to encourage. Hmm. And so um, I'm so, so thankful for this opportunity. Oh, I'll bet it sounds it sounds amazing. I think there's probably moms out there all over. Man, I wish I wish my mother or mother-in-law would jump in like this. So <laughs> you're setting the bar pretty high for everybody, Sherrod. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have a job and it's, you know, it's well, just like a lot of moms, you know, we have the things we need to do, whether you've got a lot of children or a husband who travels or we're, mm. you know, single or in a you know, tight situation where we've had to pull our kids out. Everyone has a different situation, but yet we can make it work. We just need to know how to do that. And then um, to be able to count on the community really to encourage each other. And that's really what this is about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we dive in and talk about really some strategies for finishing the year strong and <laughs> with your sanity still in place, I wanted to kind of double back for just a second and and talk to you about kind of the work that you've done in the homeschool community for the last 10 years. How How is that set up? I love the way that, that you work with homeschool moms and you're out there truly hearing the stories, the struggles, and all of that from the ground, you know, the, the boots on the ground, knowing what's going on so that then you can really create content and, and uh, coach and encourage people right where they are. Well, this is a unique situation. Uh, BJU Press uh, Homeschool has uh, done a beautiful job of writing curriculum and making video courses and those sorts of things. Uh, they've got a great customer care department, but what we do have that's different, uh, we, um, BJU Press is partnered with Precept Marketing Group. And so Homeworks by Precept is the homeschool division of Precept Marketing. And so we're sort of like a sister company and um I work for Homeworks and we are basically the selling arm and the really the arms and hands and feet um, for the homeschool side of BJU Press Homeschool. And so what the company has done is um, they have moms who love the material, moms who love to mentor and encourage. Um, and we've got about 200 of them or so nationwide. We have a couple in Canada and we're we're stretching out uh, more and more. <laughs> And these moms really are just passionate about helping other moms and helping them understand, you know, how to homeschool, um, how to help them. There's a lot of praying and a lot of um, when you come to the booth, you'll have a lot of these moms who are, I see them praying and um, crying arms around one another. <laughs> and I love 
being part of a community of people that, first of all, love God, that want to serve him, but also want to teach their kids biblical truth, but, but thirdly, that they want to serve other people. And so yeah. um, my role is, is the curriculum specialist, and I do um, help other moms prepare workshops. So at conventions, when you go to the booth and you wonder who are those people uh, working in the booth, those are the moms who are mm. consultants, and uh, they do workshops. They also write blogs. They help um, prepare content and uh, YouTube videos for helping. And so part of my job is to help uh, provide that content by working with the moms and um, just to see their passion for homeschooling and the love and compassion that they have for other people is so contagious. And so I absolutely love working for Homeworks. I love being able to be at the conventions and to interact on social media, to be able to um, sit and pray with a mom. And um, we have this new thing this year. Once a year, we started a couple years ago where the consultants come uh, together and we have what we call the consultant connection. And we spend time together and get to know each other and do activities together. And those moms will find a way to come to South Carolina or wherever we're going. Um, and they just absolutely love the fellowship. So even though mm. we do fun things and we learn things, they just want to be together and to right. grow and sharpen one another. And uh, so I get to be part of that and to enjoy that that relationship uh, building and um so that's, that's been my part and I absolutely love it. Well, that's so awesome. And I love the way that it, it so models really the Titus two directive that we're given where the older moms, the more experienced moms, the, the moms who are a little farther down the road, reach back, they mentor, they shape, they counsel those coming up behind them. And as we live in community that way, it strengthens both ends um, because God and his wisdom designed it that way. You know, it, it encourages and strengthens those older moms. It encourages and strengthens the younger, and then it equips them to do the same for those coming behind them. And um, so I love the way that you guys have designed this whole system to really feed into that. Um, I've admired it for a long time. So I wanted to make sure that you got that out there because I think that like we were talking before, it it may be one of the best kept secrets, <laughs> best kept <laughs> secrets in the whole homeschool world is just that, that level of mentorship and community that you guys offer. Well, we think it's, we think it's unique and we think it's, uh, it's, it's a God thing. Clearly God directed that um, plan by those who designed it. And uh, it's just fun to watch day to day. And so these moms who um, become new consultants, you know, they're people who have, have been, encouraging other moms for years and that never occurred to them to be a consultant. And then, right. you know, we're trying really hard to get the word out on social media. We talk about it all the time. It's um, all over BJU Press Homeschool's website and in their calendar, in their um, catalog. <clears throat> but, you know, once you've had that relationship with a consultant and you feel strong enough, then it's like, hey, would you like to become a consultant? And so we're sort of like discipling and then- yep you know, getting them to come in and, and bring in their disciples. And so um, it is, it's a wonderful thing. And it's true. It is like a Titus two thing. And um, it's just, it's just joyful. It's, it's neat to get to know so many different people. And yet we come from different walks of life, but our passion right. for homeschooling and for teaching kids with a biblical worldview that pulls us all together. And uh, it makes a neat team. 
It does. It does. And and we have actually seen a lot of similar things come through. We have Teach Them Diligently 365, which is a, a membership community where we really invest in a lot of the same things that you're talking about, where constantly through the day, every day, moms are asking questions. Others are investing in, in answering and sharing their expertise. We get together for retreats, all of these things just to tighten those relationships. Because as like you noted, you have these women from different backgrounds, different stages of life, we can learn so much from each other just by leaning into what makes us unique and really truly celebrating the fact that God has given us all these different walks and these different things in our hands and we can learn from one another. And that's how he created us as believers to dwell together in community. Um, And I think more than ever with our world getting increasingly dark and chaotic and Um, you know, just difficult that really investing the time in the community of believers is such an important thing. So you'll have the strength to go out beyond that community and serve your, you know, neighborhood, your, your community at large um, with a more joyful and stable heart. You know, I appreciate that. Um, You know, there are times where I have thought and have said, um, at conventions, you know, there's so many different vendors. Uh, we're all looking to meet a specific need. At the end of the day, uh, those of us who are are doing this on a daily basis um, or you know regularly, as not just as a business but as a ministry, we're all in kingdom work together. And whether yes. our textbook covers look different or our procedures are different or whatever, at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing, and that is loving God and loving our neighbor. And so, to be able to be part of a convention and part of a the Teach Him Diligently community and all that, we we love all of that. These are our people, you know? And Mm. so for us all doing what we do in a small community and in the larger homeschool community, um, the bigger part of what we're doing, you and I are doing is, is a huge blessing. And, um, you know, I, I just praise the Lord that we have this opportunity. The Lord has given that to us. We have the freedom to do it and the resources. So I'm, I'm thankful for, uh, what you and your husband do and for the many lives that, that you reach out to as well. Well, praise the Lord. We're grateful to get to do it. And uh, just as a side note here, next week, when you are, if you're hearing this on the day that it launches, next week, we will all be in Round Rock, Texas for our first event of the year. And so I hope that if you're able to get there at all, join us there. If not, join us in Pigeon Forge. It will be a time of encouragement and equipping and community and strengthening your heart and your resolve that um, it's just hard to encapsulate what all happens when that many people come together who are like-minded and moving in the same direction. Uh, so I invite you to join us there, hang out with all of the homeschool helpers that are hanging out with Sharon, and um, and we will encourage one another in love that way. Um, but Sharon, now I wanted to, to spend the rest of our time really talking about um, just this end of the year, looking back you know, wondering if we've done enough, all of these things that us homeschool moms tend to struggle with so much now that we're at the end of March and looking at the finish line. Uh, what are some of the things that you have, you've talked to people you've seen, and maybe even you're experiencing now, um, <laughs> that that we need to really be mindful of so that we can get ahead of and, and have some strategies to combat? Well, this is probably a tough thing for most people. Um, and I'm sure all throughout the year, you've those that are listening have tried to gauge yourself, um, you know, where, where am I? Where do I belong? 
Um, of course, every state has different standards of what um, you need to do. So that is probably a different pressure for every person. Uh, here in South Carolina, we have 180 days. Uh, so it's not it's not overly complicated, but I know that for other states, you know, you have to have a portfolio or, you know, um, periodic um, accountability where you're turning in work. And so those things can be a little bit um, scary, you know, to make sure things are done in a timely fashion. However, they are also guidelines for us to kind of stick with it and to, to follow. So partway through the year, you know, I, I realized we were coming up on the hundredth day of school which usually comes um, around February or so if you start when a traditional school calendar comes along. And I was looking at how many lessons in uh, we were. And of course, it's going to be different for every subject. So I'm like, wow, spelling, we're right on target. Uh, <laughs> we're just doing great. We're at, you know, 50% and, you know, that's okay. And then I looked at, you know, some other ones and I'm like, oh, wow, we're at 37%. And <laughs> Um, so having a tool is really helpful. Having a planner, having a calendar, um, something that I'm using this year, which is new is the BJU press homeschool hub, uh, which has a wonderful calendar and all the, um, classes are courses are pulled up in there. And so I can see where I am. I can gauge day to day. Um, I know that for some moms, that's too much pressure. And so you need to know somehow for yourself, whatever works for you, you do need to have a pulse on where you are um, and where to end where you're comfortable ending. And so there's a lot of flexibility for, for moms um, as they plan. But, you know, if you've decided at the beginning of the year, this, these are the goals for what we hope to accomplish and you're starting to see the end come and you're thinking, okay, this isn't done. This isn't done. Do I really <laughs> need to do this? Uh, there's some pressure and I won't lie. I, I was looking at that mound of weeks of <laughs> And I thought, oh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. Um, and then, you know, praying over it and going, Lord, what really needs what really needs to get done? Is it mm. that, you know, lesson 67 has to be done? Do we really have to go back and do that workbook page? What what really is important for this year to be um, a success? And I don't mean that, you know, she has all A's, but what I mean is that we've We've done a good job. We've accomplished right. the goal of educating her well, but not just that, but the experiences we had hoped to do and the activities and the, the joy of the relationship. And so gauging mm. yourself, yes, look at the goal of what is required by your state. Look at the goals you set for yourself, um, looking at your calendar, looking at the lessons and kind of weighing and measuring what's really important here and then having a, a plan um, to, to accomplish that and realize that, you know, plans don't always work out the way you expect yeah. them to, but the Lord also knows, you know, he called you to homeschool this year. He knew, uh, in my granddaughter's case that there were going to be twin, um, sisters being born in October. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, that was, that was a thing. And so October was a very difficult month for homeschool because we had yeah. brand new babies, in the house and a toddler in the house and a mom who needed to rest. And um, sure. so how do we, how do we adjust? Well, you know, what was most important at that time was helping mom to be well and learning how to 
take care of these babies. And, you know, a couple months in, once everybody got their footing, we could plow ahead a little bit harder. But, you know, to push the academics during that time, none of that would have stuck with her. It wouldn't have been that important. And what she really needed was to bond and to be part of her family. And so that is part of homeschooling. And that might not be on my lesson plan, but that was part of what was on God's lesson plan. And that's, that's okay. That's great. Oh, it's so important. And we can't lose sight of the relationships, which are the most important. We could, we could, you know, gain our children's minds all day long and lose their hearts and we've lost the war. So we have got to not lose sight of what's truly, truly important, first of all. So like you noted, during those times of transition in a family or illness or, you know, just upheaval, it could be a move, it could be a myriad of things. Um, Those are times when it's okay to back off a little bit to really focus on strengthening relationships. Your kids are learning so much through that time anyway. It just may not be on a worksheet, but man, they are learning more than we could teach them in a day of school, you know, every single day. So you have to trust the the process too. You have to trust that all of this is working together to make them well-rounded, well-prepared for the next stage of their life. Um, And so take that pressure off. But with that said, we also have, like you noted before, an obligation to make sure that we're getting them prepared for that next year of school, for that next whatever it is, that next stage of life. So how do you balance um, even looking ahead from you know the end of March through the first or middle of May and seeing, okay, I'm at 37%, I'm at 47%, whatever it is, how as a non-accredited classroom teacher, you know, feeling completely out of her depths, how do you look at what lies ahead and say, okay, lesson 67 is really not that big of a deal. We can skim over that and we can skip this. How, how would you tell people to approach really coming up with a reasonable plan for not killing yourselves trying to get through the end of the year, but one that would be enriched with good content, but also enough peace in your family that you can make it through? That That is a good, good question. Uh, I will tell you that one of the things that we've been talking about a lot with the consultants about, um, homeschooling. And, you know, obviously we represent a curriculum company. So a lot of people think, oh, if you just do all the stuff, X, Y, Z will happen at the end. And it isn't about the stuff. It isn't about the Mm -hmm. curriculum. And as much as I love our curriculum and I think it's, it's amazing, it's a tool for homeschooling. And I love what you said about trusting the process, because really that's what this is about here. It's, it's the lifestyle, it's the calling to that. And so it, once you get out of your mind, um, which is hard to do, the um, the weight of the academic end, end of it. And again, we do. I do believe that God has called us called us to do that excellently and to do it well. Um, but He's also given us common sense, and He's also mm-hmm. given us our day to day experience. And at the end of the day, um, a mom. What we hope for for a mom is that she will feel empowered and confident to make the choices that she needs to make. So for March to the end of the year, to be able to look at a scope and sequence of, let's say, whatever you're teaching, let's say reading. And you're looking at the reading content and you're going, okay, there's a lot of cool stories here. Let me look at the workbook and let's see what kind of skills are being taught. And, and uh, this takes a little bit of work, but looking at the content and saying, okay, I really feel like 
she's great in this area. She she's a great reader. Her comprehension is super. But I really feel like she needs this this particular story or that story or these stories have such important value. I want to make sure she gets this or you know, there are these grammar lessons that she really, she really needs to understand how to use a pronoun properly. And I see that in her writing, she's struggling. So let's really hone in on these things. And so um, looking over the materials and seeing what's coming and knowing, hey, look, she's proficient in this. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time having more stories. Stories are great. I love the stories in the book. I think as much reading as you can do is great. And, but there are certain skills I feel like are necessary for next year. And whether you're an accredited teacher or not, you also know your child and you know where your child shines and where your child child needs some work. Um, and so I would say, look over the materials and go, okay, I really feel like this is an important skill. The other thing you can do, uh, and we recommend to parents is to look over the scope and sequence for the next year. So mm-hmm. You can look over, like for for my granddaughter, if I look at fourth grade and I see, okay, uh, long division is coming. Okay, this is a big deal. Yes. (laughs) I I am afraid of long division. And so (laughs) uh, we just started the division chapter uh, this week. And so she was struggling with um, her math facts. And so rather than plow through them to go, okay, we got that done. I went backwards for about three or four weeks and really honed in on some other mm-hmm. skills. And this week we went to division and it's just the basic division concepts, but I feel like we really need to spend time here making sure she understands place value, making sure she understands the process. So for next year, she's ready. So yeah. I may not be doing the telling time unit as long as it needs to be, or I may not be dabbling in the probability and statistics unit as long as it needs to be. I'll probably expose her to it. We'll probably try to do some fun things. Right. But at the end of the day, I know what's coming and I need to prepare her. So I think a mom probably needs to look at, at this point and say, what really needs to happen here and to feel okay. And it is okay to make the choice to choose. And listen, if we make a mistake, we just pick up and go back and redo it, You know, yeah. it, it's education. It's important. But at the end of the day, we're human beings. We're, we're moms and God knows that. And he's equipping us to make decisions and we make decisions every day that could be the best decision, or maybe it's a wrong decision, but there's grace and it's okay to make a mistake. Um, but you know, to be well-informed and to get some good advice like we're giving now is helpful. Yeah. Well, and I really wanted to to key on actually the two subjects that you specifically brought up with reading and math. Um, just give some strategies that or some things that you may not have thought of, uh, those, those of you that are listening that are really kind of struggling. Like Sharon was saying, with the reading, as you're looking at the the skills that you really need to make sure that you're honing in on, don't lose sight of the fact that you are reading with your kids, I hope, all year long. So those actual stories, you're going to be encouraging them to read through the summer. They're, and it doesn't even feel like school because it's just reading for fun. So yes. the, the specific things that are in that book are great stories, and they may want to finish those. But reading 
in general is just a good habit to get into. So, so that's something that's going to carry on very naturally and um, easily through the summer as you just give them some quiet time or, or really focus in on reading aloud together, having them read some time in their room and stuff like that. So so the reading is actually pretty easy to make sure that they're getting lots of practice in if you prioritize reading in your family, which I strongly encourage you to do. Um, and on the math that she was talking about, one of the things that we used to do um, a lot of times when when we would come to an area where like she noted, she noticed that her granddaughter was struggling a little bit with some of the basic math facts, I would, I would call school for however long was needed. And we would go to math camp and we would just really drill baseline stuff. And I made up games generally on the fly. I mean, I was like, and they, and they were goofy and they were fun. I mean, I was like, I had boys, my older two were boys. So we go out on the trampoline and I would throw balls at them as fast as I could. And they, and say a problem and they had to answer the problem and grab it. Well, I was getting their whole body in motion and they were remembering those things so much better and, or having the young ones jump up and down the stairs doing their, you know, times tables and stuff like that. Just fun, easy ways to really reinforce those basic skills, but it also mixes up your school day. It, it it breathes life into what you're doing because it's not just the monotony of what you've been doing for so long. So especially as the as the weather is shifting and you're wanting to be outside more, math camp is a great thing to inject to just kind of make sure you're finishing strong with those skills so that as you're looking ahead and what's coming up in the new year, they will be really, really solid in those things. I love that. Um, and the other thing too, is at this point when we start pushing our kids because we're scared, <laughs> we're scared of the end result. We, we tend to get in a little bit intense, uh, yes. and a little more hands off. I was mentioning to you earlier, you know, for the last two weeks or so, I'm like, let's get through these lessons. Let's get through these lessons. And, and I've been much more hands off and it's, there are times when that happens. Uh, there's times when they're going to have to be independent. There, there are times when they or they choose to be independent. But again, you have to gauge yourself. Listen, you know, at the end of the day, learning doesn't just end in May. It, learning happens because you're a family and you're a homeschooling family. Learning is happening all the time. So the calendar is not really a good uh, measurement of <laughs> of when the learning is happening. It's right. Yes, the academic, the curriculum, the planning, the actual book end of the lessons may end in May, but this, this should be happening on Saturday and on Sunday and in the car and on the way to soccer. This is discipling. This is part of what we do in teaching them diligently. I mean, that's, right. that is our environment. It's our family dynamics. So the learning doesn't just end in May because you're done with the books. And the other thing is learning happens outside of the textbook and, and sitting at the dining room table. Mm. So give yourself a break. Go ahead and take a walk, go to the park, go do the trampoline thing, because not only are you getting the work done differently, um, but you're also having that time with your child that's fun. And that's what can be missing between now and the end of the year, because you're plowing through and you're putting your head down and you're pushing through the lessons that need to be get done, that need to get done. But then you're also probably missing out on the whole reason why you started to homeschool, which was <laughs> to have that relationship and that joy. And so it's like, well, I need to have that and I need to have the academics and how do we balance all of that? And really that comes down to being flexible, asking God for wisdom, 
mm-hmm. um, talking to your child. You know, most kids are old enough that they'll they'll obey and they want to do the work, but they'll tell you when they've had enough of it. Uh, my grandson, who's doing second grade right now, and I'm not helping him, but his mom is doing an excellent job homeschooling him. She was talking about he was going so far he wanted to do more, so she was doing more with him. And um, he got to a point where he's seven. He got to a point academically in math where he had had enough. And I was so thankful and so proud of her because she said, you know what? We're, we're already way past where we were going to end. We're way past our Mm. 180 days. And I'm just, I'm just done with it. He's already ahead and he's had enough of it. And I thought, I am so proud of you for recognizing the fact that you don't have to push him he he was able to express he was frustrated and she was stopping and it doesn't mean he's going to stop learning from april right. until the school year starts but she knew when to back off and and she took the time to listen to him and so yeah. i think again if you're not engaging with your child and not having that conversation you may be missing out on some of that so i would say pray about it talk to your spouse about it and talk to your child about it and and have yeah. real conversation you know look these are the things I really think we need to do. How can we work through those things? How can we make a plan? You know, a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old can plan through and go, okay, I'm going to do this writing project. I'm going to work on these things. And you're giving them goals and you work together and you see success and you feel like a team. At the end of the day, you're going to go, wow, look what, look what we did. Look what yeah. God helped us to do. And whatever it is, is what it is. And if you need more practice in the summer, you do the fun things you have. Sure. You should really be doing that anyway. And you mentioned that have the math camp, play the games, read the stories. Um, let yep. them, there's still going to be division going on in math. They're still going to be cutting up pizzas and pieces of, you know, brownies and other things. There's still going to be math happening in real life. So it might ha- have a workbook page. It might not be something you report to, your state, but it's okay. There's going to be learning going on. And as long as you've accomplished the things that are most important and have taken the time to enjoy your child and enjoy that um, learning opportunity and continuing to have that spirit of the process of homeschooling, you're going to be fine. It's okay. Yep. Yep. Well, and like you said, it's, it's really critical that we don't forget our mission. We don't forget our big why, especially as you know, time gets short to finish everything out and we don't want to turn into Momzilla that <laughs> that is just so brittle and so driven. Um, but this is really a great time, like you've noted, to engage your kids to come up with a plan because when you engage with your children and together you come up with a plan to finish strong, they have ownership in that. Yes. And they yes. are much more likely to get behind something that they feel like they contributed to or they were heard in. So I can't encourage you strongly enough to engage them in that process. As you say, okay, guys, we have six weeks left. We have four weeks left, whatever it is. How is that going to look? How are we going to finish? This is what we need to do. But we also, it's beautiful outside. So we want to do this and this and this too. So how does this all work together? Let's have a strategy plan here around the table. And I think you'll be amazed at the stuff they come up with. Absolutely. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with having, you know, with the goals, if you need to make some short-term goals, having a reward or a recognition of, okay, yep. I'll tell you what, if we can do this, uh, let's try and do this. And on Saturday, we're going to do this. We're going to have a free-for-all whatever day, no chores, and 
we're going to do this thing together. Well, you know, your kids want that time with you anyway. And so even if they're working toward a special activity or they get to pick dinner or to choose a video they want, or, you know, let's all go to the trampoline park or whatever, you know, I have, a, <laughs> I have a thing with my granddaughter. She, she earns these gold coins. They're, they're little stickers on a, on a map, like a treasure map. And so when she accomplishes mm-hmm. certain things, she gets those coins. And then when she gets 10 of those, she gets an actual gold coin, not really gold, but you know, a fake gold coin. And so she can take those coins and trade them for things. And some of the things that I've let her trade for is skipping certain, you know, skipping a lesson. And so she'll say, Hey, can I skip this lesson? And I'm like, well, let me look and see if this is a really important lesson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or not. And, um, last week she kept hinting around. She wanted to go to, there's a, a restaurant, a little, um, it's called the blue porch. It's a, it's in Greer and it's a little place to eat. Ladies like to eat there and there's a blue porch and you can sit outside. And she was hinting about going there for lunch. Cause we had gone there one time and I heard her kind of hinting at it. And I thought that we just can't do it. We just can't, I've got to get, this has to happen this week. I've got to get this, these certain goals done with her. And um, about two days later, she said something to me, Grandma, do you think I could spend my some of my gold coins to go to the Blue Porch? And I, you know, the, then there was the Holy Spirit convicting me. And I thought, this girl wants <laughs> to spend time with me not doing schoolwork. Yes. And I said, you know what? Yes. And I, I closed the books. I closed it all up. We put, I cleared off the dining room table, put everything away. And I said, we're going to the blue porch. And we went and we sat outside in the sunshine and we ate lunch and we talked and had a good conversation. And, and I thought, you know, this is okay. This yeah. is part of what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And what a privilege to be able to take an hour out of my day um, cause when I'm homeschooling her, I have, I sit beside her a lot of times on my computer doing my work. She does her right. work or I'm like, here, you do this. And I'm in my office working and we check in and I've missed that touch. And so yep. it's okay. You know, if you're going to have goals with your kids say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And this is the reward, or we're going to have something to work toward. And that helps them to know that you're not just pushing a bunch of academics down their throat, but yet you're working together for a common goal. And at the end of the day, this is about them and about you and them um, and having a relationship that pleases the Lord. And it's not just about getting the stuff done. And so these are hard lessons. They don't, they don't, you just can't plan for all of this. You just need to look through, think through it, pray about it, and then let the Holy Spirit encourage you. Lord, where, where do I really need to spend my time? How do I really need to meet my child's needs. And at the end of the day, needing to know, you know, when to underline the noun once and the verb twice, it is helpful information. It is good information. She will do that every year until 12th grade. What was important that day was she needed a break. She wanted to spend time with me and she needed to feel a reward Hmm. for her hard work and praise the Lord. I had enough sense to know better and to stop what I was doing (laughs) and to take that time with her. Yep. Yep. Well, and that's why we, we as homeschool parents just need to live on our knees, just praying that God gives us insight and the wisdom to take those opportunities when they present themselves, that we keep our priorities straight, 
that we keep our eyes fixed on him and we remember that the relationships that we're working towards are the things that are going to last a whole lot longer than a math lesson or a phonics worksheet. So, yes, um, <laughs> so Sharon, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been incredibly helpful and practical, and I am just grateful that you spent the time with us. Well, Leslie, thank you. And I'm, I'm thankful that you're always looking ahead to how to meet the needs of of others and to think through, um, hey, you know, we need to help a mom know how to end the year. That, that's huge. And I think that being part of a community where we're looking to meet those needs and to encourage each other um, for the moms out there, listen, you have help. You have those who are ready to help you and don't feel like this is all on you. Um, it's not. There are people to come alongside you and help you. And we're here to do that and to be part of that. And um, let's all just try to, to do our best to finish well and let the Lord be glorified for what he's doing in our homeschooling. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again for joining us. Everyone else, I really appreciate your hanging out with us today as well. I hope that this has been really practical and that you've gotten some great ideas and action points to just make it through the end of this year with joy, with peace in your home, and to end where all of you have this sense of satisfaction of a job well done and a mission accomplished. Um, I wanted to tell you about a free webinar that I have that's called Homeschool Reboot that may be a perfect complement for what you're going through right now. It is just an encouragement to stop where you are, reboot the things that need to be uh, given some attention and some strategies for really zeroing in on what your mission is. So I will link that in the show notes. It's absolutely free. I made it like 25, 30 minutes because I know your time is valuable, um, but I think it'll be an encouragement to you. So be sure you check the show notes for that. Also, I will link in those show notes to uh, more information about the homeschool hub that Sharon was talking about, as well as um, homeworks by precept. So you can see if there are consultants in your area, as well as, um, you know, if there's if there's a way that the homeschool hub could be of, of help to you in your homeschool as well. Uh, then also you can find links to the 365 community and membership site. Um, just, I can't encourage you strongly enough to get involved in that uh, with the resources that are there on demand and the monthly content, the growing together, the community community that's happening there. It is, a, I believe, the best place on the internet for a homeschool mom to hang out and really grow together with others. So uh, check the show notes for all of those things. Uh, be sure that you are really prayerfully looking at every day with your children. Praise God for the opportunity to do life and school with them the way that you can and finish well. We look forward to seeing you uh, and hearing your stories at in Round Rock and Pigeon Forge and throughout the year in 365. So have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.